Welcome to Making Sense of It All, helping you gain insight and take control of your wealth creation journey. Join your co-hosts from Vincent's, a national firm of highly specialized experts on all things financial. Jared Brooks, Director of Financial Advisory, and Brett Griffiths, Director of Superannuation Advisory. Along with special guests, they break down key concepts to help you achieve financial independence. Welcome back, listeners, to Making Sense of It All. I've got Brett Griffiths in the podcast booth with me today. How are you, Jared? Good, thank you, mate. And Phil Ringway, Director of Vincent's Lending Solutions. How are you, mate? Good, Jared. Hey, Brett. Welcome, Phil. Thank you. Plenty of activity going on in uh, your world, Phil, of interest rates and changes in the Reserve Bank and all they've uh, been talking about recently? No, never a dull day in the lending solutions business. Um, yeah, I just thought it was um, a normal Tuesday um, with <laughs> perhaps something going on. And then, wow, they you know they dropped a big bomb on us, didn't they? The 0.5% um, um, increase to the cash rate. Yeah, well, exactly. with most economists only picking a 0.4, I think it uh, took a lot by surprise. Yeah, and look, you know, we've had the opportunity to catch up with some um, great economists and you know, read some of the literature that's come out since. Um, and, you know, perhaps there was a little bit of an underestimation of, um, you know, how far inflation might be getting away from us. And, right. um, you yeah, that's what the, the RBA is certainly looking to try and um, curtail and what's, what's driving this at the moment. Exactly. So today we really wanted to record some content around uh, what the market looks like. So mm -hmm. there's a lot of headlines about what the Reserve Bank of Australia is doing the impact it can have on the economy, the impact it might have on people's property prices. Mm -hmm. um, for those people who are just recently purchased into the property market, what that looks like from repayment rates, what their home loans look like, fixed first variable, and have a conversation broadly around what that is. And then we'll wrap things up with a bit of a chat about what are some actionable things that people can do if they truly are starting to feel the pinch. Sure. So you can talk to some approaches that you can talk to firsthand around helping people manage cash flow and making sure that they're not worried about having to sell their home to make mortgage because the mortgage repayments are getting too high. Yeah, definitely. And look, there's there's lots of solutions that can take place before needing to, to consider selling an asset such as the home. Exactly. So as you mentioned just a moment ago, the Reserve Bank of Australia has recently lifted interest rates. Mm -hmm. What has that cash rate gone to? So the cash rate's gone up by 0.5. So it was still at you know an almost all-time low um, of 0.35. So it's gone up to 0.85. Yeah. Um, now as well. So it's quite a big jump. Um, typically, you know, they only go up a quarter of a percent at a time. They like to stretch these things out, um, but they've clearly seen uh, the need to, to really increase um, the cash rate and try to put the brakes on uh, some inflation and pull some of the, I guess, cash out of the economy at the moment. Yeah. So that's what they're looking to do, right? So inflation has got out of control a little bit. We've got inflation five plus in terms of that, and at the end of the day, that's resulting in increases across the board on the bread you, on milk you're paying for. It's mm -hmm. the prices of labour for businesses to run there. Yep. So everyone's feeling this yep. from mum and dad through to broader businesses with wages and increases to those. So what are the, the Reserve Bank is trying to do is sort of wind that back and take the heat out of it mm -hmm. so inflation doesn't get out of control. And this is the tool that they use yep. to try and manage that. So we've seen a couple increases to the cash rate. Mm -hmm. What is that in the commentary that you're hearing from the economist perspective yep. around where that's going for the next 12 months? Yeah, look, I think um, yeah, the commentary is that there's certainly going to be more. I mean, it's, it's not going to take one rate rise. 
um, to be able to curtail where you know the inflation's heading towards. Um, and I, I really just don't think they expected it to um, get to the level that it has. I mean, some of the commentary that I've read um, is, you know, they, they definitely thought that if something happened, such as a war, it might be more deflationary, not inflationary. Um, however, you know, it's, it's gone completely the other way and, um, you know, with a rapid pace um, at the same time. So, um, you know, in some of the commentary that I've seen, we, we're certainly expecting more rate rises. Um, we're probably not expecting it to get to the level at which the market um, is building in. Uh, but, you know, some of the commentators are saying, um, you know, I think that we're probably saying before the 0.5, um, we might be at sort of a 1.8, 1.9 by next year. Uh, they're likely to have revised that to somewhere between, you know, 210 and 250 um, by perhaps this time next year um, as well. So there's, there's quite a bit to come into it um, as well. But look, the good thing about it is for every move that they're making, um, whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, um, they're really doubling the impact that they would normally receive because um, one of the, the measures that they have in place is household debt, okay? So for every um, quarter of a percent that they actually are increasing rates, they're passing that on to households right now. And households have taken on a lot of debt over the past two years, trying to keep up property prices and borrowing at record low interest rates. So therefore, perhaps for every 0.25 that we see as a rate increase, some of the borrowers in the market are probably feeling that at a rate of 0.5 or 0.75. So we might actually get to a point a lot faster than what the market's pricing in. So they may be able to take the brakes off and calm things down and just sit at a particular level for a point in time. Yeah. So in real terms with you, you six months ago, writing home loans for and helping people get into the property market, mm-hmm. we were looking at fixed rates of what sort of term? It was entirely possible to be getting fixed rates sub 2% yeah. um, as well. Um, and look, a lot of those fixed rates um, yeah, were for two-year money in particular. Yeah. Um, the shorter the term, the better the rate um, that you got. Um, as we started to see fixed rates increase, those three, four, and five-year terms really started to stretch out. So people were really quite focused on going, okay, well, I'd love to get under two or a, you know, a 2.2 or 2.3. That's where I want to get to. Um, have a, the consequence of that is probably put them right in line with you know the peak of where interest rates are going to be um, when they actually come out of those mm. rates. So you know that's going to be something that the both the bank and the reserve bank's got to be quite conscious of as well because there's going to be quite a bit of a shock to the system for you know potentially you coming off your one point nine four percent interest rate onto what could easily be double. Yeah, and I think that's really, really important for listeners to dial into there is the fact that you need to be forecasting what your expenses might look like in at the end of that term, whether it be a two-year term or what it might be because the interest rate environment will look a lot different. Mm -hmm. So when you're going to come and fall off that fixed rate term, Mm -hmm. as you've just suggested, those rates are going to be a lot higher, Mm -hmm. making sure you're building in a bit of a buffer for that cash flow uh, when it comes about. Yep, exactly. So in terms of rates today, how much have they changed? So look, rates today, um, you know, the banks have passed on their obligatory 0.5 almost <laughs> immediately. straight through. Yeah. Um, so not that that should determine bank pricing, but um, it, it always uh, seems to go hand in hand. Um, At least when they go up. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Not, <laughs> not so much when it goes down. When it goes down, you know, we don't receive our funding from the Reserve Bank. That's right. Albeit, yes, they have for a period of time um, over the past couple of years. Um, but yeah, look, so variable rates are still in a great position. Um, you, know, you you really should have a variable rate on an owner-occupied property 
um, you know, below that 3% mark. Um, even prior uh, to the most recent rate announcement, um, as little as maybe two, two or three weeks ago, we actually saw some lenders decrease rates um, mm. from a variable perspective. Um, so it, it's actually been pretty interesting. Um, so look, we're, we're sort of anticipating that, you know, rates are going to be sitting for most borrowers um, relating to owner-occupied properties, somewhere between sort of 2.4 and 3% at the moment. So still incredibly cheap money yeah. comparatively to average um, over the last, say, 30 or so years. Um, look, fixed rates have definitely got away. So the banks have um, been watching that market. They've seen a sharp increase in cost of funds um, for themselves, and they've been building that in um, accordingly. Um, you know, it, it feels like, um, and I've, I've not really seen this happen um, in the past, but there was a period of time where we, we could see a, a lender increasing their fixed rate weekly yeah. as well. Um, so on, on the other side of that, just for, for you guys interested, on, we've seen it on the turn deposit side. Correct. Yes. So the banks on the, yes, the home loan rates, they're increasing basically on a weekly basis. Mm-hmm. We actually, for the last two months, we've seen that on the turn deposit side. So people yep. wanting to put cash away yep. um, over, say, whether it be a six month or a 12 month period, those rates were changing and increasing. Yeah on a weekly basis. Yeah. And look, and of course, there's always going to be winners and losers in a, in a cycle. So, you know, it's been very much favourable for borrowers um, and less so for deposit holders and retirees or um, investors as well. So, yeah, of course, yeah, you'd be expecting to see that uptick in, um, you know, deposit rates and possibly bonds off the back of that as well, or definitely bonds. Yeah. So we're, there's hundreds of headlines in the papers at the moment about mm-hmm. the increases to by the RBA going to flow through to the mortgages and repayments and that's Mm -hmm. going to create all sorts of stress across people trying to repay this and basically going, I'm going to lose the roof over my head because I just can't afford it. Mm -hmm. Now, can we put that into a bit of reality or reality check that and read through the, cut through the noise because at the end of the day, uh, scary headlines sell, but in realistic terms, are people in a better position really than what the papers make out to be? Yeah, absolutely. And, um, you know, really interesting. So perhaps from a business perspective, um, having a look at some of um, the slides or presentations that I've seen in the past couple of days, businesses' balance sheets are strong. Like they're, they're ready to go. So they've got capital there and they're in a good position and there's confidence in that market as well. Same goes for households. Um, there's no question that households have more cash than they've ever had before. Yeah, so they bank some savings. Oh, absolutely. So, you know, for those wise people who didn't decrease their loan repayments, they've created some significant headway and their property is also increased by, you know, if you're a Queenslander, potentially 27% over the course of the, um, 2021. Yeah. So yeah, there's... There's certainly an improvement to people's asset position. Um, there is an error of confidence um, out there as well. Um, I think it's just a good opportunity for people to say, take stock of perhaps their discretionary expenditure yeah. at this point in time and go, okay, well, you know, wh- what is important? Um, what's not important? Um, and there's so many opportunities as well to to really dial back those hard or fixed costs and expenses too. Um, which, you know, well, I'll talk to you a little bit about as a solution. Yeah. Well, that's what the RBA is essentially wanting to achieve mm. to try and drive inflation down. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I'm right in saying, though, Phil, that when um, someone is assessed for their loan, mm-hmm. 
say it's a 2% home loan rate that they yeah. obtained you know, six months ago. Mm-hmm. The bank doesn't assume a 2% interest rate at that yeah. time, do they? No, definitely not. So there's a whole range of um, risk mitigation tools that are built into every application. Um, so, And there's no way around that as hmm. well. So if you're a consumer um, and you're borrowing for personal use um, or investment, then you know, you're going to be assessed utilising these tools. So these are things like buffer rates that you may have heard of. Yep. So as an example, your interest rate might be 2%, but the bank's going to assess you at 5%. You may have mm. a credit card that you pay off every single month and you've never paid a dollar in interest. And if you did, it'd be 20%. The bank's assessing that at 45% and a fully extended limit. So all of these things are being built in. Yeah, I, really, the catch is probably going to be around living expense declaration. Okay. Um, so, the, so this is when you're going and actually disclosing what your cost of living looks like when true. you're going for the loan. Yeah. Okay. And look, still, the bank has standards, minimum hurdles for that. So, Jared, you know, you might walk in to me and say, you know, Phil, I've got three kids and they all go to private school. I've got a house and an investment property and I only spend $1,200 a month. <laughs> On groceries. Yeah. <laughs> and that does happen from time to time. Um, and look, it's my job to unpick that and say, okay, um, possibly, Jared. Um, but in the real world, um, you know, things like rates and groceries and insurances are going to add up to significantly more than that. And having kids myself, I mean, it's probably $1,200 a kid in most households. A week. Yeah, <laughs> exactly, exactly right. So, you know, if, if you've been smart and you've considered what you've communicated to the bank um, and you've input that fairly, then just remember you've, you've declared to the bank that you can, you can have your loan or you can have had your funding over and the past two years, pay all of your living expenses, service your debt at a much higher interest rate than mm. what you currently have and probably where it's going to go to um, and still put money aside. Yeah. in yeah. terms of savings, and that's including discretionary expenditure. So so if they've been truthful, then that completely debunks the, the clickbait headlines that you're talking about, yeah. Jared. Yeah, and look, you know, as a, as a broker and previously as a banker, um, a lot's gone into that as well. And everyone who has borrowed money in the last three years would have felt the examination that they received um, who were being turned inside out with their bank statements and their expenses and questioning. That's what all that was there for. Uh, so it was a fairly robust line of defence to protect the consumers, making sure that you know they don't just borrow money, but they can afford to borrow money yes. and minimise their risk at the same time. Yep. So you should feel comfortable about that. Yeah. Excellent. Now, what about uh, sentiment? So consumer sentiment drives mm-hmm. a lot of decisions and yeah. confidence in markets. And yeah. a lot of that is driven on the back of property prices. Yeah. I feel wealthy when my property's going up in value, or at least I've got the equity there. There's a lot of headlines now around this interest rate increases driving property price corrections Correct. across the board, yep. Australia-wide. Um, what's some commentary that you've got around that? Well, it's meant to. Yeah. So the, the the rationale for this is also to put some pressure on property prices and perhaps bring them back to where they should be yeah. or where they're fairly priced um, as well. So look, lots of commentary around that. We've had an incredible few years and mm. we've there's been 
it's a massive, massive growth. Mm. Cheap so money's helped cheap to money, increasing property prices. It's yeah, we've had a really good wicket. Um, there's no doubt that property prices are probably going to start to come back, and we've started to see that over the past few months. Um, you know, there's been a number of events uh, in Queensland, in particular. It kicked off with the floods. Um, Everyone caught COVID at about the same time um, and, you know, disappeared out of the um, economy and into school holidays, which was odd. Um, (laughs) um, When they came back from school holidays, we had an election announced and everyone sat on their hands. Um, And then, of course, there's all these scary headlines as well. So from a residential housing market perspective, things have definitely slowed down um, as well. So I don't think or I don't think I've seen people sell their properties for unders. We certainly haven't seen distressed sales whatsoever. Um, And, you know, when we're looking around at what the commentary and the forecasts are, well, for 2022, they're definitely saying that they expect property prices to probably dampen a little bit. So perhaps come back maybe five or 6% um, or so. Um, But then they really expect it to flatline. Mm. Now that in a normal year, five or six percent, you would arguably be quite a bit to lose off the price, um, the the value of your property. But comparing that to having grown it by twenty seven percent, I was going to say, before, put it into yeah. perspective on what the last few years in the property right, market yeah. has and, looked and like. And that twenty seven percent—that's only the last twelve months, isn't it? Correct. So, yeah, there was the year before that as well. So, yeah, you're talking potentially thirty thirty five percent probably for most on average. Yeah. So a five percent drop really, as, as you say, Joe, put it in perspective, and it's mm. it's still a very good result. Exactly. And, and one of the yeah. look, one of the really big things there as well is you know people really worry about that. You know, I'm going to get a five percent drop, but what does that mean for you? Correct. That's where well, I was about to head with this. Well, Nothing, unless you crystallise. It's your your lifestyle asset as well. If you want a roof over your head, your only financial decision to make here is, Mm -hmm. okay, maybe I want to exit the market to then hopefully capitalise on any weakness in the property market and enter in at a lower price. Yep. So therefore, I've got to go out and go into the rental market, which is in low supply. There's huge demand for rental properties, so Mm -hmm. therefore, it's a struggle anyway. Particularly in Brisbane. you've got to try and capitalize on this weakness in the property market and therefore time the market on when this all takes place. If this is your lifestyle asset and you want to maintain a roof over your head, it's just all on paper. Yeah, so absolutely. what does it truly matter to you? Yeah, look, you know, if you're that unfortunate person who happened to buy um, probably October, November last year and has the intention of selling in October, November this year, looking at Jared, <laughs> then you, you, know, you might lose a few dollars. Uh, but look, the reality is, you're probably still going to be in a pretty reasonable spot. Um, and we'll start to see those markets move a little bit differently. Um, you know, one of the really great points you've brought up um, is around the investment uh, and the rental market. Well, I mean, that's still running hot. Vacancy yeah. rates are incredibly low. Um, rental yields are increasing at the same time. Um, so, you know, depending on what your strategy is there, you know, is it capital growth or income, um, you can still be in a really good spot by picking the right strategy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. So not going to bypass the fact that, yes, some people have probably stretched themselves a little bit. No doubt. Let's talk to some really basic strategies around, okay, how can you manage this period of interest rate increases if they're coming through? If you are struggling to put food on the table, inflation is increasing those prices and potentially cash flow is becoming a bit of a concern. And yes, a half a percent increase in your repayments or the interest rate and therefore your repayments on your home loan 
might make you struggle. Okay. What can we do? Well, there's quite a few things. Um, and, you know, the first one is don't sit on your hands. Yeah. If you're anticipating that things are starting to get difficult today, they're arguably going to get much worse within a year. So start to act on them. Pick up the phone, talk to your broker or your bank about what your options are. And there's lots of options out there. Um, there's generally still the adage around interest rates about, you know, perhaps the, the next bank is your best bank and can save you a lot of money. So perhaps refinancing is an option yeah. as well, taking up a lower interest rate. Um, perhaps some of the cashback um, incentives that are on offer. Banks are giving away three or $4,000, um, you know, constantly to entice people to, to come across yeah. uh, to them. So refinancing is, it, it is a bit of a hurdle. It takes a bit of effort. Yeah. But there might be a better deal out there for you yeah. based on your position. Oh, definitely. And look, it's much easier than many people expect it yeah. would it be um, yeah. as well. So, you know, if you're a good credit and a good borrower right now, your circumstances haven't changed, you're pretty likely to be able to get a pretty swift and easy outcome. Now, one of the other things as well is restructuring. So, you know, there's plenty of people out there that have had their home loan for, for 10 years as well. So, you know, they've got 20 years to pay back a certain amount of debt. A really quick and easy restructure um, is to go back to the bank and take that loan term back out to 30 years. Yep. So increase your loan term. Yep. Yeah. So increasing the tenure of your loan is a very simple one because all of a sudden you've got 10 more years to repay it. The impact of that is it's significantly going to reduce your principal and interest component. Now, of course, the downside is you probably, well, you will you pay, pay more, more interest yep. over yep. the life of your loan, but you're proactively managing your portfolio and you're making an informed decision. Yeah, um, and that, if that, that is the time. difference between you having to sell into a market that mightn't be mm -hmm. as strong as it was six months ago, mm -hmm. then this could be the alternative. Again, if it's your lifestyle asset, yep. well, again, what's it matter? At least you'll be able to maintain the roof over the head for the family yep. and you've increased the loan term an extra 10 years. Yeah. The, the other one is product switching. Um, so for those who are you know, truly finding um, difficulties, perhaps interest only could be a potential option for a period of time until things either improve, um, but you know, certainly you'd want to have a plan B there. Um, as well, because it will obviously return to principal and interest and you'll have a shorter period of time to repay your loan. So you really need to understand the mechanisms of that. Fixed rates are always on the table. Now, I, I actually asked this question of an economist yesterday, is it too late to fix? And that's a question we're constantly asked. Um, and, you know, he, he gave a, a pretty direct answer on that, uh, which I liked. Uh, and it was, it's never too late to fix if it's right for your circumstances. Mm. So... Should I fix or shouldn't I fix? Well, if that fixed rate guarantees me or provides me certainty to know that I'm going to be able to continue to repay my mortgage for a period of time and remove some of the stress, then absolutely fixing is the right thing for you, no matter what the rate is. Yeah, and I think that's massive. That's so important there is yeah. fixing the rate isn't about whether you think the rate tomorrow is going to be up or down. Mm -hmm. Fixing the, the rate of your loan is about creating certainty around the expenses in your financial budget. Correct. So if you can create certainty around how much it costs for you to repay your mortgage mm -hmm. and you can build in the other expenses around lifestyle and discretionary spending and you know you can put food on the table, that certainty over a three-year or four-year period of time yeah. gives huge peace of mind. Mm -hmm. yep. And that's what you should be reflecting on whether you're choosing variable versus fixed rates when it comes to your loans. Yeah, absolutely. Because and even though I know, Phil, before you mentioned that 
by the time that the fixed rates come off, you know, there might be a lot higher interest rate, but there might not be too, because mm-hmm. the reality is no one saw the last two rate rises six months ago or eight months ago as, as they've played out. So. It doesn't take a lot for things to change and pretty swiftly. Yeah. Look, I think the, the final thing that I'd add as well is the, some of the lenders are really separating themselves from the pack right now as well. And they're taking on the challenge of doing more than providing a lending product and helping Australians into the property market. They're helping them to tackle um, household living expenses. We've seen some very interesting initiatives come out from particular lenders, which you should be asking them about, um, or your broker, when you're considering a loan option. Um, We're seeing lenders offer wholesale rates on energy, as examples, Mm. um, MBN, discounts on insurances, um, shopping vouchers. There's lenders who have benefit finders where you simply answer a number of questions and they point you in the direction of particular grants, tax offsets or opportunities as well. So there's some really unique things there. So, you know, if you're you're calculating that your potential loan repayment's gone up by $120 a month or a year or whatever that might be, there's a pretty good chance by actively managing your expenditure you can recover that cost very simply. Uh, so keeping an eye out for those sorts of things. Um, I would definitely say that not all lenders are equal right now mm-hmm. and some are doing a lot more to assist Australians um, than you know, what mm-hmm. most people would believe. Yeah, and with the That's price of electricity and those kind of things going up, mm-hmm. if you can find wholesale rates and that, every dollar counts in the budget. Correct. Yeah. And they're really using their <coughs> buying or purchasing power to create these partnerships to assist their existing client base because they want a sticky client base. So they, they really do want to be able to incentivize people to stay with them um, more than just an interest rate. Mm. Mm. Excellent. I think the big one for me is, and it reflects on some of our, found, or one of our main foundational topics, which is money management. Mm-hmm. If you are starting to struggle, go back to that episode and listen to the money management and taking control of your cash flow executing on a savings planner and understanding where your expenses are going. That gives you the ability to go through the budget and actually understand where you might be able to cut back because if you understand what's coming in and what's going out, you know what's left over and that can service those mortgage repayments and you can truly take control of your cash flow will give you some peace of mind as well. So I think that's really important. And then the final one, and correct me if the terminology is wrong, Phil, if if you are truly facing financial hardship, You can speak to your bank. There's is it, uh, moratoriums uh, or things like that. Absolutely. Look, there's there's so um, this happens so regularly. You know, whether there's a, a an unforeseen event within your household, sickness, illness, um, your death, whether there's an insurance event, um, whether it's financial related to your employment. Um, you should be having these conversations proactively. It shouldn't be the last conversation you have. It should be right up there with the first. So speak to your broker or speak to your banker. Um, Having experience in dealing with these departments of the banks, I can assure you these people are not bankers. They are absolute saints. So if you've got something um, worthy of discussing with them, um, or even if you're not sure, let them help you and guide you through that decision-making process. They've got these hardship teams established. They're really looking to assist Australians in getting through what a difficult period of time um, could they could be presented with and just getting them out the other end um, because it's no good for their business 
um, if you were to collapse in a heap um, and uh, cause arrears, they want to get you through. It's good for them. It's great for you. And you can really utilize those services um, proactively. Yeah. And there's also the ability to access super if you're in true financial hardship. Mm-hmm. So you can access up to $10,000. Yep. Very good point. So that's probably the, the final straw is like there's options out there. Yeah. There so really many is. options. So many options. Excellent. So as a bit of a recap of today's discussion, interest rates are increasing and it looks like they're set to continue to rise. Mm-hmm. The property market will see some slowing of growth and potentially some weaker prices um, on the back of these increase, increases in interest rates. Mm-hmm. But if we put that into perspective on the growth rates of properties over the past few years, it's not as scary as the headlines might read. Mm. And if you are finding yourself in a, a difficulty when it comes to these interest rate rises and you you need to then take control of your cash flow, speak to your professionals and actually get an understanding around what your options are because there certainly is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah exactly. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for your time, Phil. It was an excellent episode and I think one that's very uh, relevant for the current conditions of the market and for people to dial into. Yeah, definitely. Thanks, Thanks for having me, guys. All good. Thanks, mate. Another great episode there with Phil Ringway from Vincent's Lending Solutions, Brett. Yeah, it certainly was, Jared. I think it's it's good to understand exactly what's involved in that whole broking aspect, particularly given the um, the current interest rate movements. Mm. And I think it's important. Please share this with anyone that you think might be uh, yeah. needing a bit of advice and strategy and understanding around what their options are. If the uh, current interest rate environment is driving some issues around making repayments on mortgages and things like that. Yeah, um, we should put um, Phil's details in yep. the show notes. In the too. show notes. Um, if you've got any questions, send those through too. Uh, making sense of it all at vincents.com.au. Excellent. Thank you, Brett. And uh, our next one is very topical as well. So we'll have an investment advisor on talking about ethical investing. Oh, very good. So That's, that should be a great one. Certainly will be. All right. Until next time, Brett, remember to gain insight and take control. Thanks, Derek. The information contained in this podcast should not be interpreted as advice. It is general in nature and does not take into account your individual financial situation or needs and should not be relied upon. Before making any investment, insurance, tax, property or financial decision, we recommend you consult with a licensed professional advisor to consider your unique circumstances. Guests appearing on this podcast may have a commercial relationship with the companies mentioned. 